This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Logan Paulson there. I am Craig Hoffman. Uh, if you have not liked and subscribed again at this point in the podcast, what are we waiting for? Let's do it. Uh, subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube uh, at 1067 The Fan for full episodes. And of course, don't miss our live stream Post game, first one ever this past Sunday went very well. Lots of people liked it. Uh, at 1067 The Fan, we also simulcast that one on the Team 980's YouTube page where you can catch me on the radio four to seven each and every day. And of course, live streaming on that very same Team 980 YouTube page. Uh, and then, of course, the audio in your favorite podcast app. All right, Logan, defensively, uh, when you look at what they did, just a thorough butt kicking in the second half really good job to to clamp it down and you just feel the momentum like building throughout the game yeah. and it gets to this point and we talked about this some in the offensive breakdown where the you know whether it's ron eb whoever's you know involved in those conversations realizes like hey we can change what we're doing offensively because defensively we got this thing on lock and that affects right. some of the play calling and decision making and and does so in a positive way but um you know when you talk about the defense overall how they do. Uh, and, and I guess we can start up front because that really is where it starts. Yeah, I mean, those dudes played awesome. Like awesome. Everybody played awesome. You know, Payne, Allen, obviously they came and did what they, what we've come to expect them to do. I think the most impressive thing is just Payne just seemed like he was all over the, like always in the backfield, all over the field, um, rushing, you know, decisively. Like it just, like they're so confident, you know, and I think maybe that's what comes with getting paid and being that guy in the team. But both those guys did a great job. Montez Sweat, you know, I thought I thought he'd had to have more kind of uh, like quick wins in terms of rushing against Paris Johnson, but you know, obviously, uh, when the moment came up, he was able to make big plays uh, with the sack fumble. Great job by him. And then James and Casey, you know, they flashed. You know, James had like a tackle for loss and was great in pursuit and great set edges. And um, you know, Casey draws the holding call, has a tackle for loss. So like, it's just great to see that group. And then Abdul Anderson shows up quite a bit in terms of production on. Uh, you know, like as a rotational piece and big John Ridgeway's in there looking in better form than he did in the preseason. So that's a good sign. So, I mean, I'm not saying anything. This is, you know, this isn't great analysis. It's just like they did a good job and they are good at football and they're going to be a mismatch <laughs> for most offensive lines. Like, shoot, you know what I mean? Like that's, I don't know what else to add there. Like they're, they're, they're a bunch of freaks, dude. Like they're a bunch of freaks and they got great depth and that's, that's the backbone of the team. I think, the thing that I, again, with that group is like, I think Arizona's offensive line is good. What happens when they have a more dynamic passer that they're rushing or a more dynamic offense in general? Because Arizona's offense was so limited by what Josh Dobbs could do. Like they're running keepers. They're running, they're not doing anything that's really going to challenge you, um, you know, um, schematically, especially in the back end, you know, because they just can't, they just, they just can't. 
So what does that look like when you're going up against? I don't know. If, I don't know if Denver's going to be that litmus test, but what happens when you go up against a better group and a better play? What caller, happens maybe? week three when Josh Allen comes to town? Correct. You know, and like, so that 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 to me is going to be really interesting to watch. Is like when you get a more mobile passer, when you get a more dynamic offense, when you get a more layered, nuanced game plan, can they still be this effective? And I would like to think so because they're a bunch of they're a bunch of physical freaks, but. We've seen them, and we and this is good football process by opponents. Like we've seen people call games that negates their effectiveness, you know, because they're running quick games, running screens, they're running a lot of play action, they're doing, you know, what I mean. There's they make it really complicated for them. But um, in this game, like they were awesome, and like that's what we're coming to expect from this group. It's just about can they be consistent against you know elite play callers and elite quarterbacks. So yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I think the thing that I am really impressed with. Uh, there's, there's two things. One, I think Jack called a hell of a game um, and it includes yeah. like some really smart usage at times of the Cinco package. Um, it really affected yep. out of that look. Um, Duran, some of his tackles for loss come in that package where you're like, okay, well, Duran Payne's got a one-on-one. Duran just killed a guy again uh, and he's yeah. in the backfield. You know, John gets some of that as well. Obviously, everyone, you know, at that point, everyone is, is across the line getting uh, those one-on-ones, which is why you use that package. So I think he deployed that well. The other thing that I think stands out for me and as like a question moving forward, specifically when Chase Young gets back, is can they continue to play with the discipline that they do sure. when James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill are in there? Yeah. And you see James, especially on first and second down, the way he sets the edge yeah. and the way that he is able to get upfield, collapse the pocket, not necessarily I have to win this rush with speed right. to the outside. I have to take this huge risk. He just he stays in his rush lane and he pushes the O-lineman towards the quarterback that, you know, if he can get there, great. If not, he is kind of pushing to Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, or John Allen. And if Montez is doing the same thing on the other side, you know, one, Montez is better at ultimately getting off the block and getting the sack. He has the sack and a half accordingly. Um, so you see, like, the difference in skill sets there. Sure. But if those two are coming together, it obviously forces the quarterback to step up, and then you're stepping up into Deron Payne and John Allen, which is not exactly a treat. And so when Chase gets back, can they keep that? That, yeah. to me, is, like, the big question. Because I think what you also see, as we'll talk about in a second, is the improvement on the back end allows some of those plays where that happens, and last year it was a pressure to become a sack. The, yeah. the coverage... Uh, pressure marriage the, the front end back end marriage is essential and the back end has shored up to a point that they're going to just create sacks if they just play within themselves and because they're able to to do their job up front so successfully and so what happens when chase gets back is it the chase young rookie year ohio state who rushes with that discipline and frankly even though he wasn't very good last year he did rush was more in a disciplined, disciplined manner yeah. last year in those three games is it that chase young or is it 2020 one chase young that's all over the place and is letting quarterbacks out and scramble. And especially if he comes back against Buffalo in week three, Josh Allen will kill you if you do that with his legs. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Like the more research I've done on, because I have some defensive line guys that I coach in the NFL and the more mm -hmm. research you do about that, it's not just win your matchup. It's like win your matchup with the other four guys. And so like you do need guys who are going to like, stand in the background and, and play background music. You know what I mean? Like they're, you know, or be backup singers, like because you've got all these really big dynamic athletes and personalities, like you got to rush how you're supposed to rush. And I will say this about Montez, man, like everyone gives him a hard time because he's not like this double digit sack guy, 
but he rushes really, really well with everybody else. Like he knows where he fits in and it elevates everybody. And so like, to your point, like can Chase so show some maturity when he comes back and, and, and do that. And I don't know, like he doesn't have a great history of doing that, but um, I think that group, like it would just be, if it's four guys rushing together, those free, those four freaks rushing together, like that would just be fantastic, man. But yeah, like to your point, like James, Casey, Abdullah, like they know yeah. even, even Ridgeway, they know that they're not the main guys. And so you'll see them like augment rushes and then do different stuff to cover down for when Payne's taking a shot or, or Island's taking a shot or, or Tez is taking a high angle. Like, and so that there is a lot of value to what those guys bring to that group in terms of depth, in terms of production. But um, yeah, like I just, I, you know, when Chase gets back, hopefully they can, hopefully it elevates and doesn't detract from the chemistry right. that that group has. Right, because what if, you know, Chase does the same thing, but he has his finishing ability instead of what James or Casey provides? Then you're talking about sacks as opposed to just pressures that those guys got. Um, And then the same thing in the run game. You know, James James strings some stuff out, misses a couple of tackles for loss potentially. Like, ultimately, I think team tackle for loss on at least one of them that I'm thinking about. But if Chase can make that initial play, like, that's, that's an upgrade. That's yeah. how you that's why you're Chase Young, second overall pick versus James, who's a very, very good football player, but was seventh rounder or whatever. Like, can you be that playmaker? Um, but by doing it in the same ways that these guys currently are being hyper effective. That that yeah. to me is the question, which ultimately we'll find out. Hopefully, it sounds like week three against Buffalo. Um, although he Ron did say, you know, full contact this week. We'll see how he responds to it. But the reporting uh suggests that it, he will miss this week's game uh, pretty much no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, it's your point, like James, like they, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about on the pregame show was like run a lot of pin pull and uh, they're running like this toss crack screen, which they ran in the preseason, not screen. It's a, it's a toss run. Yeah. Cracking with the receiver. And in the preseason, uh, I forget who they were playing, but the receiver comes out and just manhandles the defensive end. It was Carl Loftus. So Kansas city and James like doesn't mess with that receiver at all. He just jets straight up the field and makes the back bubble way back and allows mm-hmm. all the pursuit to beat their blocks and get there. So again, like that's just doing what you're supposed to do. Like I know that right. doesn't, that's not sexy or super exciting, but you're doing your job at a high level. And like, that's what those, those two guys, man, they, they, they bring that, they bring that just kind of like, it's not always flashy, but I, I am where I'm supposed to be and I'm hungry to do what I'm supposed to do. And you know, there's a reason that when those guys get in the rotation, the defense tends to play better and it's because they're doing their job. So, um, right. yeah, as opposed yeah. to, by the way, not to pick on him, but he's a rookie. This is his first NFL game, but like Andre Jones jr. On the one big run that gets out, like he yeah. doesn't do that. He loses contain on the edge. Yeah. It's a reverse. And again, that's a tough look, but you know, like that's his job, right. Is to keep right. that in, inside and ends up being an explosive play. So, um, yeah, like there's do you do what you're supposed to do and it, it adds value to the group. And, uh, I, but it, Put a put a put a dot on it here real quick. Like they played really well, and like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of crazy analysis here. Like <clears throat> they're winning one on ones. They're playing. They're playing great together as a group. They're taking on double teams. They're rushing the pass. They're doing everything you want to see. It's just you know, like the, like we had to kind of like fabricate this thing about what happens when Chase Young comes back because it was such a good performance. You know, but it's it's a good question. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like that. Like they. Were yeah, and good. it's I, I wouldn't say I fabricated no, it. It's like it's, that's that's my. Yeah. You know, the the talking point is this is great. Can they sustain it when they get what is theoretically a better player back? Like that's, you know, and that's what's going to take this defense from like good to like elite, incredible. Yeah. Like, you know, being what Dallas looked like against the Giants or what San Francisco looked like. Like 
if you got yeah. an extra playmaker, like, okay, let's party. Or is it that guy turns it back? Cause like, if this is the standard, you can live with this, you can win yeah. with this. Yeah. Um, so what's the point? All right. And it, 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 uh, is one, it is one week and we got to see how they do yeah, against other teams. Course. But yeah, I agree right. with you. And it is one week against Josh Dobbs in Arizona. So yeah. not getting too far ahead of it. Um, Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast linebackers i thought played pretty well as well um, yeah, I, I you know think... there's there's kind of the one play that i know we're going to break down uh the, yeah. the wheel route to rondell Moore up the sideline with jamin um but overall like for a group that really especially if cody barton did not have a particularly good summer um i didn't feel like he was slow on some of the stuff that he was slow on in the preseason the recognition and he was he was in there making plays and then jamin man like i don't I, eventually the narrative was going to catch up to the reality he's a good football player yeah like he I, just is i don't know like cody has a 37 grade i don't know why that is on pff so i have to go back and watch him more specifically but to your point like jamin was a was a man child like he's so physical now like he's so physical and decisive to the football um and like i'm just excited to see where he's gonna go like he if he makes the first tackle of the game running the running back down to the sideline there's another player where he's taking on a pulling guard or pulling tight end you know uproots him and makes a tackle on the back like he's just he, there's a confidence and a decisiveness to his play that is much better and he's gotten much better in coverage i would say on the whole like you can tell he understands leverages a lot better and again, like my eyes kind of drawn to him because he does flash like he's a big physical dude. So I, I think hopefully he continues to do that. I think one kind of interesting thing is like Cody with the green dot stays in in the Cinco package, especially when they yeah. go in their in their nickel. It's like nickel, nickel Cinco. So they have five D linemen, one linebacker, Cam Crow's in the box, uh, Percy and Forrest are the safeties. Like, I wonder if at any point this year that switches to Jamin, if you feel comfortable with him doing that, because like. If he's gonna play, if he's gonna play like that, like, you know, can he can he wear the green dot or can Cam wear the green dot and Jamin just kind of be down there? So that's something I would kind of keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks. But I think, um, I, yeah, I think that group did they did a good job. I don't understand this grade. I got to go back and watch some of these plays I've got highlighted. But um, I, I thought Cody didn't do anything that stood out to me as overly negative, and I thought he fit the runs correctly. And again, he's he's a he's a big athletic guy in his own right. So um, I'm excited to see where that that group goes. Quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really understand the Barton grade being that, 
that poor either. Um, in terms of snap counts, you see uh, Jamin with 40 snaps. Barton plays all 62. Um, and, and if we talk about the second layer of the defense, you kind of have to start talking about Cam as well because he played a ton in that Buffalo nickel spot um, with Percy Butler coming in and doing a hell of a job in his 33 snaps as a safety. And he, you know, he rotated down to the box a little bit at times, yeah. um, but mostly is over the top. And then just with pure speed is able to make plays around yeah. the line of scrimmage because he's one of the freakiest athletes on the team, if not in the whole league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like one of my favorite things about Percy, cause he is really fast is like when he sees the ball and like, he just starts running past his teammates to make the tackle. Like, I think <laughs> right. that's, I think that's a really cool thing that he can do and he's physically capable of doing that. And he seems like very willing and able and eager to get that done. So, um, but you know, Cam, man, what do you say about that guy? Holy cow. Like there was a sequence where I was like charting the game and I was like, like this can't be right. I just looked back on it and he had like five consecutive tackles, you know, where he's in around the ball, like five consecutive times, like half tackles, not necessarily solos, but you know, like he's, he's a tremendous football player. He has a PBU almost interception of like on in the red zone. Like he just, he's like a good, he's good at football, man. He's really, really good at football. And, um, he, I think he's poised for a big year and hopefully gets some his hands onto the football some more and get some turnovers. But I thought he had an outstanding football game. Like, I, there's not one thing I would say, man. I wish he had a like it was so funny. Uh, we were watching the game with B. Mitch and he kind of missed that tackle versus uh, the running back in the four in like the last two minutes of the game, but like slows him down enough that he's able to get up and get back in on the tackle. And it was a huge like I'd say the the running lane was probably like. 10 yards wide for whatever reason it just oh uh, yeah 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 I that way. so for him to even slow him down there was, was great so I, I like i'm really high on him i thought he had an excellent game and um you know the, the whole back end really the safeties played well forrest had a good game um you know it's hard to know with some of the coverage responsibilities like what exactly is going on but yeah man like you know kendall has, has a nice pbu benjamin st juice i thought was pretty consistent. A um, couple comebacks and stuff that are tough coverage responsibilities that I thought he gave up. But overall, like that that group, I think is another like they are ascending quickly in terms of uh, you know best best position best position groups on the whole team. I think they're 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 nearing the top, so that's exciting. Yeah. So let's quickly talk about that wheel route to Moore. It's kind of the one explosive play they give up. Um, more comes uh, out of the backfield, obviously a tremendous receiver coming out of the backfield. They're playing quarters to that side. It's a cover six. Look, it looks like um, we don't know for it sure. Look, it looks it like, looks like um, but it looks, you know, and obviously we don't know their match rules and stuff like that, yeah. but he kind of runs past Jamin Davis and everyone wants to yell at Jamin. But if you look at the all 22 and look at the back end, yeah. um, it looks like cam curl has the vertical stuff covered on that side. Emmanuel Forbes is the corner to the outside. Like, so if you think of the, the quarter side of there, there's obviously two deep players Forbes on the outside. Curl's got the middle quarter responsibility. He picks up the, the deep runner. It, seems like Forbes should come down. Perhaps Jamin's supposed to carry. It's impossible to know, but it is the kind of thing that you wonder when Forbes plays only 40 snaps. We see the miscommunication between him and Quan on something similar-ish in the preseason. Yeah. You wonder if that's ultimately why Forbes is the odd man out in rotation. Um, and he still plays 40 snaps. It's not like you know they're benching him. But I, I did, like, I, I would say this, Logan. I didn't expect him to not be on the field for all of the snaps and I would have expected St. Juice or, or Fuller to be rotated yeah. out a little bit more versus those two playing all 62 defensive snaps and Forbes being out. 
but you see kind of the the opportunity for growth there and and that particular play and why Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera is they super emphasize not giving up explosives, potentially making that decision uh, and and seeing it kind of play out. Yeah, I mean, uh, on that play specifically, like obviously if it was their cover three structure, um, Jamie would have to match that back vertically. But because of that quarter structure, it looks like Cam, like the second that receiver takes an inside stem, Cam matches it like right away, boom. And so I would think that based on Cam's reaction, um, you know, especially with number two, who's the back running, or, you know, in this case, Ron Delmore running a vertical, um, that that Forbes should probably bump to it. Again, we don't know for sure. But it is it is surprising, man. It is surprising that he's not playing more, especially kind of coming out of camp, because I thought he had a very, very solid and consistent camp. Now, St. Juice had an amazing camp, so maybe that mm-hmm. he just played better and deserves to play more. But um, that would be an interesting conversation to have with someone in the building about why they chose not to play. Maybe they're trying to bring him along. Maybe he feels more comfortable in certain packages or, or whatever it is. I don't know. But um, that, that was a little surprising to me that he wasn't playing 62 snaps, you know, 62 defensive snaps. So, yeah. By the way, though, the last defensive snap, what a play by him. No, great and play. Being in trail and just coming. I mean, he runs the route for the receiver. Yeah. I very easily could have picked it. Um, instead, it's just a PBU. It's fourth down. It doesn't matter. Game over. Um, so fantastic job. You know, it's not like you played poorly by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, on that one play, that's kind of what happened. And, and a lot of people are yelling at Jamin. And I'm, if I had to guess, it's not Jamin on Jamin there. Um, but, you know, obviously it's, as we'll say, ad nauseum the rest of the year. It's impossible to know for sure. Um, structures suck, man. Like just like they're just because they run so many that look the same. Yeah. Like even when you have like a sheet in front of you with the coverage structure, it's almost like, you know, like I had this conversation with Rod. We were doing coaches show. And I was like, oh, what coverage is this? He's like, dude, like, I don't know. Like I'd have to see the call because it it changes based on formation. It changes based on personnel. It changes, you know, motion changes it. So it's like. I, I could give you my best guess because like he knows the defense really well, but it's also like, I don't know exactly what this call is because it's so variable down to down. And, you know, so I, I think that's where we're doing our best over here is basically what I'm trying to say. Right. It, <laughs> it certainly looks like cover six, but if it's cover six match, who, who knows? knows? Who knows? Um, all right. Anything else from the game that should be discussed? We're already an hour into this son of a gun. So I, I think we've covered it all. But anything else that that deserves to be mentioned? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think, um, yeah, you know, defense did a good job against an opponent that's not necessarily the best, you know, in terms of quarterback, <laughs> and like that, that yeah. was a performance they should have. I think people were underrating uh, Arizona's defense, and I think this is an an okay performance by the offense, but definitely there's room for improvement. Like Ron said, I think Ron encapsulated really well. Like it's not good enough to beat good teams, but it's yeah. for this game as a stepping stone. I think it's it's good to get the win, and I think there's a lot of stuff that that you can see and offensively specifically that can be improved upon that is close, and that that's exciting. So they'll have an opportunity to show that this week against Denver. So yes, thank you, NFL schedule makers for Arizona in Week One. All right, uh, later this week preview the Denver Broncos. Uh, obviously, that is a four twenty five kick on Sunday, meaning Logan and I will be at Tap Sports Bar at one o'clock for the Take Command pregame show at MGM National Harbor. So we will see you guys there. Uh, take five tomorrow first, and then uh, we'll see you for the, the preview pod and then pregame on Sunday. For Logan, I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Uh, if, if you've gotten this far and you've listened to the multiple subscriber reminders and still haven't, now's a good time, uh, and we'll see you next time on Take Command. 
Thanks for watching this clip of Take Command. First, why don't you why don't you like it? It lets other people know that it was good, and then they should watch it too. And Logan, we have a new exclusive home for full episodes. We do. 1067 The Fans YouTube page. Go check it out and please subscribe. Yeah, do do what Logan said. Do He's it. Very, very smart.